0: I do very vividly remember the very first opening day, and that was December 26, 1981. And there had been all this buildup of, we're going to be part of this new ski area, and just sitting out there and watching the cars kind of filing in. And I do not think this is a wives' tale, but because I remember the first car that pulled in the parking lot, and the people got out. the staff
1: is like, oh my gosh, you're the first people in the parking lot. Welcome to Overheard at Deer Valley. I'm your host, Jacob Grodnick. I grew up in Park City, Utah, learned to ski at Deer Valley, and I am so excited to take you through this journey as we talk to everyone from gold medal winners to snowmakers in a quest to find out what makes Deer Valley so magical. Enough from me, let's get into today's episode. I am so excited to introduce our guest today, Georgia Anderson. Georgia is the Vice President of Retail at Deer Valley Resort, and she holds the record for the longest tenure at Deer Valley. She has been with the company since before its very first season and continues to be an essential part of its success. My conversation with Georgia was a fascinating journey through Deer Valley's history and its ability to stay true to its roots while embracing change her wealth of experience and insights is sure to inspire and enlighten us. So without further delay, let's get into my conversation with Georgia Anderson. Georgia, so excited to talk with you. So I want to set the stage for our conversation today. You have been living in Park City since 1980,
0: correct? Yeah, I born and raised in Salt Lake and moved to Park City in 1980, and started at Deer Valley in June of 81.
1: Wow. Can you give us a snapshot of what Park City was like in 1980?
0: Oh my goodness. Traffic lights were not a thing. We had one grocery store. Snow Park, the base lodge, was under construction at that time. So our first offices, or my first office, was down on Park Avenue, where Starbucks is.
1: That is so fun to picture. So I'm told that Silver Lake Lodge was also under construction at the same time as Snow Park. How did one get to Silver Lake Lodge? Did you still take Royal Street?
0: Yeah, and Royal Street, the Stearns, who were the founders of Deer Valley, had roots in New Orleans. And so you'll see some of those New Orleans references. So Royal Street that you take... From the base up to Silver Lake is named after Royal Street, the Royal Street, New Orleans. And that was actually the name of uh, their operating company, Royal Street.
1: Well, I, I never connected that. It's really interesting. So I want to stay on this topic of the early history for a bit longer because I'm just fascinated by it. So you were in Park City in 1980 and this new ski resort was coming to town. Do you remember the talk and buzz going about? I mean, were people excited?
0: Very much so. The resort was doing snowcat tours before we opened. And so select people were invited to go up on a snowcat, go to a cabin. They'd ski with Stein. There were uh, hosts that go up, have a beautiful lunch. And so I had heard about this new resort being built and thought, oh, I'll I'll go apply. And so, took the job. My very first day of work, I'll never forget walking in, and the woman who greeted me at the switchboard said, hi, it's nice to meet you. My name's Chicken. And people who've been around town a long time will know who Chicken Williams is. She was a very, very colorful, wonderful woman in those early days. And I thought, Wow, this is going to be a cool place to work. I just met Chicken.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's quite an introduction. And do, you, do why would you know why her nickname was Chicken, or was her actual name Chicken?
0: No, I think the, just something that just happened. I think she wore these long braids and called herself Thunder Chicken or something.
1: Amazing! Very. There we go for the '80s. Thunder Chicken. There you
0: go. Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So staying in the 80s for one more beat, what else stands out?
0: I remember the big computer that we had that did payroll and all the processing, this big mainframe IBM. They had to bring it into Snowpark with a crane and put it into those top level, the top floor here, because it was so big. And, you know, like my phone probably has more processor than that thing had back in the eighties, but that was like a really big event.
1: (laughs) I love these moments that really ground you in the time and place. What was the energy at Deer Valley? I mean, were you aware that you were at the start of something great?
0: Yeah, it was definitely, you knew something special. Uh, we, Deer Valley had a lot of our basis was, um, from fine hotel, and the Stearns owned the Stanford Court Hotel in San Francisco. And so a lot of what was done here was being patterned after that. And very much from the get-go, we knew it was going to be different. And you know, whether it was just all the different policies and employees, no vending machines, um, always had to have a live person answer the phone, name tags, big deal, and wearing a uniform and really great food. Like we were going to be different than any other resort.
1: And that stays true today.
0: Absolutely.
1: So it's opening day. We've heard about that infamous first car to pull into the parking lot. But does anything else come to mind from that day?
0: I could just remember standing up on at that upper deck area, a few of us. And it was just really like a sense of arrival, accomplishment, like we did it. It happened. You know, a lot of excitement. I, I'm i thinking there was maybe 26 instructors in total in the ski school. You know, now there's like six, seven hundred, you know, much, much smaller experience and just everything well done, you know, and the staff look good and every, a lot of pride.
1: And what were your interactions like with Edgar and Polly Stern in those early days? Did you have a lot of contact with them?
0: Very much so. They were very attached to the resort and wanted to be a part of everything and really wanted to see firsthand. And whether it was naming of new ski runs or restaurant menus, they'd be involved with restaurant testing. Uh, We internally created what we called the Polly Test and Polly was the most amazing, just genteel woman, just classy, refined, um, well-spoken. So as we would be looking at new things, whether it was a painting or a picture or a uniform or things to sell in the store, we'd say, would it pass the Polly test? And you just knew. Would Polly approve or not? That, that was kind of a, the standard that we set.
1: I love it. The poly test, does that still get used at all amongst the employees that have been there for a while or is, it, is that kind of gone by the wayside?
0: Oh, I still use it for sure. I think it's important to you know embrace our roots and where we came from. And I think change is good. It's not a bad thing. It's not a four letter word by any means but I think you got to remember where you came from to know where you're going.
1: Absolutely. And to remember what made you so special in the first place and to not lose that. So how do you think Deer Valley has been able to stick to its roots while also modernizing and expanding?
0: You know, there is definitely a culture here and people believe in the Deer Valley difference. They want to be a part of the difference. And if you said, What is the difference? I would say it's the difference. You know it when you know it. And, you know, I wish I could tell you, oh, yes, there's these meetings held every Thursday at 5 p.m. And, you know, the secret handshake. And when you do that, then you're remembering the past. You know, there is no magic formula that's going on. But there's a huge, huge return rate here in people who believe in who we are and what we do and want to see that continue. And the leadership team here is definitely behind that as well, and very, very good about paying attention to what needs to go on, what needs to change, but also what doesn't, shouldn't change.
1: I really like that, finding the balance between what should change and what should stay the same. So you've been at Deer Valley for over 42 years, what do you think are some of the biggest benefits to working here?
0: For me, it's it's only work unless you'd rather be doing something different. And so I don't feel like this is work. So kind of, this sounds so corny, but you know, this intangible benefit of enjoying the people you work with. And I sometimes have to pinch myself when you're driving up and go, look at where you're going to work. Like, look at this beautiful mountain and You know, it's just gorgeous. And you could be in downtown L.A. in a traffic jam. So would I rather have my hour and 20-minute drive in this morning in the snow or an hour and 20 minutes bumper to bumper on the L.A. freeway? Well, I know the answer there. (laughs) And it's certainly the working with great people. All of that is, you know, maybe not a benefit per se, but I think it's important to have pride in who you work with, where you work, being a part of something special. There's obviously great benefits as being a part of Altera and having ski benefits at all these other resorts as well as Deer Valley and our employee dining rooms. Oh my doggie heck, they are incredible. Like it's awesome, you know, and things like that where you really are taken well care of.
1: Feeling well taken care of. That really hits home. It's the reason that I, along with so many others, spend as much time as they possibly can at Deer Valley because, well, you feel taken care of here. It makes perfect sense that this ideology extends behind the scenes to all of Deer Valley's employees as well. It's it's why that warm greeting from a uniformed staff member when you first pull up feels so genuine and authentic. So staying on this line of thought, what do you believe are the greatest benefits of living in Park City, and how did they positively impact your quality of life?
0: I think being a part of a community, and Park City has always had a sense of community, is really important. And whether it was back in the 80s, I was a volunteer disc jockey on KPCW, uh, went by Rhonda Joe Stingray, and it was tons of fun. And I loved that. And, you know, just this small town feel, but yet sophisticated. Like, you know, you didn't feel like you were sheltered in some small town. And, you know, we have such easy access to everything that Salt Lake has to offer. And, you know, an international airport. But have And my kids grew up in the Park City School District. And... You know, having them be in schools where relatively small and you had access to the teachers and great programs and offerings, you know, thats it's an incredible place to raise a family.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And you're so right about the fact that it's a small town, but with access to big town things. You're not a small town in the middle of nowhere. You know, where no one comes through, there's there's Sundance Film Festival here, the Olympics were here. It tracks all of this world-class talent, yet you still get the benefits of living in a small town.
0: Absolutely. Uh, it's interesting you bring up the Olympics. I never thought I'd want to go to an Olympics. And I am not a crowd person, but I was very much involved. Um, I now, I'm no longer, for the last 20 some years, I do the retail for Deer Valley. And being a part of the Olympics and that experience and, you know, the whole town changed and transformed in Main Street and the pin trading and people coming from all over and the patriotism. It was just amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was in fifth grade when the Olympics came here and we got off, I want to say, three weeks from school. And I remember they started having these smaller buses go into the neighborhoods in Park City that would go uh, from there to Main Street and back. So one of these little buses was at the end of my street. And along with my older brother, we used to take that to Main Street and penetrate Trade all day. And it, it was the best time ever.
0: Right? Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: You know, we've talked about where Deer Valley came from, how it's maintained its identity into today. But where do you see the future of Deer
0: Valley? What I see is a team and leadership here that is very invested in keeping Deer Valley special and not diluting it, not dismissing and, oh, we can do it better. But I think it's, you know, growing thoughtfully and making sure you're keeping current and and things, you know, what, what people are looking for, but still retaining the flavor of what's, you know, what's what's made Deer Valley so special from the beginning.
1: Well, you guys have done an excellent job on that front so far, and I have no doubt it will continue. So you were mentioning the flavor of Deer Valley, and I'm doing quotation marks here because I'm about to use that as a transition, but the flavor of Deer Valley also extends to, well, the food, right? And so what comes to mind is the Deer Valley turkey chili. I mean, that is kind of synonymous with Deer Valley. Do you remember how that was originally developed?
0: It was developed in-house with the chef, uh, executive chef Clark Norris, and our uh, food and beverage director at the time, Julie Wilson. And it was a bestseller here, and they created the mix. And to my knowledge, there's only been one change to the recipe ever, and it was, I'm going to make up a number, but maybe 10 years ago where it was made gluten-free and that's it so otherwise it stayed stayed the same
1: and that's that's the uh chili mix that's now gluten-free or the cookie mix. the chili mix the chili mix no cookies
0: are are glutenous if that's a word
1: (laughs) yeah they're darn good too that's it uh yeah they're very good yeah
0: no the turkey chili mix is like a phenomenon people it's it's crazy
1: do uh, do a lot of your extended family members come to expect that as a holiday gift?
0: Uh, people appreciate it for sure, you know. Or you know, you're going to Thanksgiving dinner and you have one of those, you get an extra piece of pie.
1: Yeah, there you go. And it's because if you were to try and bottle up that feeling of Deer Valley, it would be in this turkey chili, and you can bring it with you or gift it to somebody who loves Deer Valley. And no matter where you are in the world, you can feel like you said. Taken care of. So Georgia, as we wrap up this conversation today, I'd like to ask, how has working at Deer Valley for all these years influenced the way in which you live your own life?
0: Well, if you ask my husband, when we're on vacation and there's just something I'm like, I'm like appalled at, he'll say, honey, we're not at Deer Valley. Like I have this expectation of everybody should you know, when you're on vacation, you deserve the Deer Valley difference. And so my answer to you is, you know, how has it impacted my life? Um, I think it's really makes you realize the importance of treating people well, no matter where you are, who they are, just the importance of kindness and and boy, I'm going to get emotional. (laughs) You're sorry. Um, Just pride, pride in being part of an amazing, an amazing thing. And that being proud of what you do and being able to tell your kids, you know, in your family or whoever, you know, you're proud of what you do. Like that's pretty impactful in my life.
1: Wow, it is so crystal clear how this is so much more than a job for Georgia. It's part of her, and it's something to look up to, to be involved in something in your life that you are that proud of. And if Deer Valley didn't already mean the world to Georgia, I have one last surprise that you're gonna love.
0: I met my husband here, and he worked here for 38, 39 years as well. So not only all those other things I said about working at Deer Valley, but to say that, you know, I met my lovey here, that's icing on the cake for sure.
1: I just want to express my gratitude for the opportunity to speak with Georgia today. It was fascinating to hear about the strong roots that built Deer Valley and how they continue to flourish to this day. As she put it, you've got to remember where you came from to know where you're going. That's it for today's episode. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.